Hi, and welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners here at EWR Digital. And my name is Matt Bertram. I'm the head of strategy at EWR Digital. And uh, we are live from, well, really, Houston and- The Reno. internet. We're live from the We're internet. We're live from the internet. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. Matt and I, we are your results rebels. Is it, is it this one? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Many of them. High There's, five. Um, yes. We're going to, well, you know what? You said you had a review to share. Um, give it to us. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, you know, so a little informal, so I won't uh, disclose any names or companies, but. Uh, so this is a text message you received. Yeah. Like a text message. So I got okay. two text messages. I'll read. One was April 6th. Uh, just want to say thank you for all your help. None of the questions. Uh, None of the questions speaks up, provides insight uh, or other perspectives in our weekly meetings. I appreciate it so much and hopes everyone catches to your change. I, I maybe like butchered that. Let me read <laughs> the most recent one. Um, so this was today at 345 my time. Uh, just want to say y'all are the best. So much more helpful than blank agency. Uh, appreciate uh, your quick responses and support, uh, tell Will to. So that uh, Will's one of our other guys that's helping out on uh, this account. And uh, just uh, getting a number of text messages that, you know, are on some interagency calls and, you know, they just like uh, what we're doing and how we're helping out. I, um, I did uh, double their traffic here recently. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, so that's a, a good number. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect uh, it to jump that much. You know, I was just following kind of protocol and um, yeah. So 300,000 searches a month to 600,000 searches and they were going, all these orders are coming in. <laughs> like, we don't know what's going on. And they're like, is that y'all or what, what's going on? And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that was that, me. That's, yeah. That's, my, my, my bad. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll do it again soon. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. Really, really, really good stuff. So like you just described, changing the game, right? Doubling traffic. We're going to change the podcast game a little bit today. And we're going to do something. And we do this every now and then. But um, really in the context of, of that customer that you read the review from uh, and some other customers, and we've actually kind of both sat in and some traditional PR and traditional marketing, we thought... Let's let's address traditional marketing and digital marketing and kind of paint a landscape for enterprise uh, omni-channel marketing, right? So maximizing your omni-channel traditional marketing results. And let's first talk about like kind of how this was born. From my perspective, we're looking at, uh, at, at and you look at this traditional PR company that you and I sat through a proposal, it's a very nice proposal. Um, and you're looking at this client who's been in business for 20 plus years and really their focus isn't uh, digital marketing. Their full focus is on traditional marketing. And you start thinking, OK, our mindset about what to do first as a company. I've started companies. Matt's started companies. We'll be starting additional companies together. And it won't surprise you that the first marketing that we're going to do for those companies is not going to be traditional. That's not good. I mean, we're not saying we won't do traditional. We're just saying the first thing that you should do is maximize your value from a digital perspective because you can trace every penny, 
right? And when you're starting a company, it's very good to trace every penny. And it's the opposite of, it's not that these companies that are bigger wake up as a big company because they've got lots of investments and they decide, first, we're going to do radio and TV ads, and then we're going to figure out the digital space. It's that these companies that are a little bit bigger have been in business long enough and have have a marketing strategy that has worked for them. And it's a traditional marketing strategy. And now we get introduced to them and we're kind of like, hey, like there's so much value we can add. This $600,000 radio budget that you have really could be spent here, frankly, one third of it and probably, well, at least generate uh, results that are trackable uh, and not just kind of be, hey, these ads are running and we think it's beneficial for our business. And so that's kind of my perspective. And then we'll talk about traditional marketing and we'll talk about, hey, do, they're not going to give it up, right? These big enterprise level companies aren't going to give up their traditional marketing strategies. We want to talk about how do you maximize the results well, from those strategies. Well, so one of our other clients, right, that they work uh, globally, right? And they were running some radio ads, I think in Russia, right? Yep. And, um, you know, it's really important that all the different marketing channels interact uh, and know what the left hand and the right hand is doing, right? And so they ran um, a really large uh, radio campaign in Russia and didn't give us like a heads up, right? To how we could support that and build some rain catchers. And uh, they didn't build a landing page. They didn't have a specific offer, um, and, and so, uh, right. The, 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 campaign kind of flopped and then they came back to us and said, Hey, what's going on? We, we recently had a, a local, um, client that ran some, some TV ads in Houston, uh, again, didn't tell us, uh, that they were, they were doing it. And then they came back to us and said, Hey, uh, we couldn't trace any of the ROI. We didn't really see a huge bump and, uh, we're going to, uh, definitely work with you next time. And actually, how would you approach uh, running a campaign? And again, I think that demand generation through radio, through TV, through billboards certainly has its place. Uh, but you want to support that um, with with maybe we talked about geofencing, about remarketing, um, about specifically targeted branded uh, offer ads, right? So if you're running a offer, like if someone goes to the rate, like here's on the radio and then they search for you. Um, and then they go to your homepage and there's no offer on that homepage. Then, uh, you, you lose a lot of conversions. Right. And so, um, I think kind of what we want to scope out is how to incorporate digital into what you're doing with digital, because it certainly does work and has its place. Um, you know, I think for me, at least from my perspective is it's almost like you need to turn that on its head. And um, the foundation should be digital. And then uh, as you get to, to, the, to the kind of um, outer rings of your marketing strategy or the top of the pyramid, the top of the pyramid might be TV and radio after you have all this infrastructure built out. Yeah, because TV and radio, because of its kind of inherent more challenge of tracing, um, you and and the inability to target it as well, right? So yeah, you can target people in the boat who are interested in boats or who are interested in yard work or, or whatever. But in it from a digital perspective, you can target people who are interested in yard work and about to buy a lawnmower, 
right? Like you can get that granular targeting in the digital space that you can't get in, uh, and you may get in front of people who are about to buy a lawnmower, but it's serendipitous. It's not because you've done some really intelligent targeting, right? You've done good targeting, like, hey, I only really want to be in a print ad that that's, you know, home and garden, right? So they're more likely to be gardeners. Um, but how do you know that those people you're getting in front of are interested in a lawnmower? Well, you know, I'm just, you know, tongue in cheek a little bit. I'm thinking about like a billboard and I'm like, I only want to show this billboard <laughs> to people that fit this yeah. criteria, right? Yeah. And and so um, that's what you can do with digital, right? Is right. Um, if people are in market, right? Um, if people uh, are in certain geographic uh, areas, plus all these layered on uh, audience metrics uh, to really zero in and spend those ad dollars on the right people and you can get your cost per conversion or, you know, the, the, the cost of getting somebody in the store way down. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it's a lot more targeted and, yeah. and it's a lot more trackable, right. Um, than, than some of these, uh, traditional methods. And, and again, I think that when you're looking for new mediums and new channels, and I'll tell you, like, I, I mean, I, you know, certainly we're biased, right. Certainly we're biased, but you know, Traditional radio. Now, certain people that have followings, right? And you and I, and, and I think you can speak to that. People that have certain followings or certain shows that they have an audience that you they can market to is a lot different than like a regular radio spot. Yeah. Because I think if you if you say just generic radio spots um, versus say Pandora or Spotify or some kind of streaming radio where where you do have um, the ability to target better. Um, is different. Same thing with TV, like right, streaming ads um, versus traditional, right? So again, if it, if there's a host or somebody that's a specific show that has a huge audience following, um, that is very targeted, right? And you can build a profile of people that watch that show. And I think that you know you were just talking about this pitch that we were in. That's what I zeroed in on, right? Um, I was like, like those those very kind of outliers um, were perfect, right? Yep. To at least test what was going on. And it's it's more concentrated marketing to know, okay, yeah, the people that listen to that would like XYZ product, right? Yeah. And so, um, but, you know, just running it on, uh, you know, and, and again, it really, really depends what your product is, uh, where you're located, how people get in touch with you. Uh, but running on, primetime TV or primetime news, you know, I, I don't know. And I think that, I, I don't think it's that targeted. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like there's just not a lot you can do with it. Like you're like, here's the campaign. We're going to run it. We got to run it for six months and like, all right, let's keep our fingers crossed. But again, with digital, you can start changing that message based on how people respond and you can AB test. Um, th there's, you know, there's a lot. Well, you so let's dive in here, right? Because you're right. Like, let's put that ad out there and have our fingers crossed. But let's talk about how to support that traditional marketing yes, so we can maximize that uh, those results, right? Because there's there are things that you can do from a digital perspective to say, okay, we're committed to these ads. We've been committed for the last 20 years. We're going to continue to be committed. 
how do we maximize? What do we do from an, a digital perspective so that we can maximize those values? So first, let's let's kind of back up a little bit and say, all right, what do we lump into traditional marketing? Like, what is the what is the traditional marketing that we're thinking of? And we kind of broke it down to four pieces: uh, radio, TV, which you could really call broadcast. You could probably lump those together. Billboard uh, and print. Right. Yeah. And from billboard, billboard is really print could be lumped together with print. It's just really, really big print that sits there by the freeway. Right. <laughs> so those are those are the things that we want to talk about. it. And, and the reason we want to talk about those specifically is because that's what we're finding our clients or our enterprise class clients uh, are already doing. And we're working with them to understand it, to deliver more value, not just from the digital work that we do and that we've always done, but hey, you're spending that money. How do we maximize it? So if you think in terms of radio and TV, each one of our ideas that we're going to share with you really comes from, it depends on what your marketing strategy is, right? So let me give you one example for radio or TV. Uh, and you already kind of alluded to this, if not outright stated it, if you've got the opportunity to work directly with uh, the host of a show uh, or one of the hosts of a show or maybe the host of a segment. So recently for one of my products, for one, my supplement product, My Vital C, um, the proposal was, hey, let's get this particular guy who has a health segment on a show, in this case in Seattle, and let's talk about Let's see if we can get him to do a three to five minute segment on the particular My Vital C show. And, and I'm like, okay, you know, that has the viability to work. I, I like that much better than a 30 second commercial or even a 60 second commercial. Um, it has a lot of value to it because it's got the credibility of the guy who is actually running the show uh, or the segment and talking about that particular product. So, what are ways that we could support this? I want to kind of do this back and forth. What sure. are ways that you might think to support it? And then I'll share some of the ones that I thought of. Well, if he's big enough to have a page on Facebook, uh, you can run Facebook ads to target people that like that page or even yep. friends, friends, right? Um, I think that that that's really important. Um, you know, if, if he's active in social media uh, and, and willing to do that, uh, you know, getting him on a, a Q and a after the fact, right. Where he, uh, you know, opts in and then that, that shares with his audience. So it's really about right engagement. That's the big thing about like online that has the advantage in social media is that engagement component. And so, I mean, that's one of the, um, most prominent ways. Like, again, I think you can, uh, get, get him to like, well, depending on what they're willing to do or how they're willing to do it. I don't know if it's a read in, or, uh, or, or, or if they're going to share like a, um, a, like a code, right. For some kind of discount, but it's all about engaging their audiences. So I, I would say the number one thing is if, if you can target, uh, their, their audience, uh, with an ad or a remarketing ad, uh, or their page, I would do that first. Yeah, yeah, right. So our we're digital. The first thing we think is great. You got eyes. Like, what do we do with those eyes, right? If there was a way to know that certain eyes had a certain email, we'd be all over that, right? If there was a way to know certain eyes um, it left a cookie and we could follow them with an ad, we would be all over that. So one of the important things is whatever he does in that three to five minute segment needs to drive them to 
a particular website and we maybe even create a separate URL or needs yeah. to drive them just to the website in general where we splash. And, and in this case, one of our concepts is, hey, when a free, free one year supply of, of, of My Vital C and go to this web page and you can win the free supply and guess what they need to give in order to win the free, you know, to be in the drawing to win that one year supply is the email address. So now everything can start working, right? So one, they've come to your website so we can actually retarget them, right? And then two, we got their email so we can drip to them. And one of the concepts I shared was, okay, great. We've got this guy who's going to talk in a three to five minute segment. Let's also prior to that segment going to air, have him interview the researcher, in this case, me, uh, for, for the product and ask questions. And the questions could be like, first, let's get him product. And so he's had a positive experience and he could start that interview off with like, hey, Chris, I've tried this. This is amazing what is in it and then i can get all geeky and he goes okay i under i heard you what's next so now when they land on that page with the with the giveaway you're actually got even more buy-in because they're seeing what they saw from the tv now it's on the web page so so chris i will say <laughs> you've taken traditional and you moved it back to digital of like it just it sounds like influencer marketing like yeah. to, to a t right on just kind of like maybe on an enterprise level now um, you know, uh, maybe uh, not as many companies uh, like your supplement company are as actively involved in what's going on. And so let's maybe use an example that talks about something that's scalable, yeah. right? That, that maybe an agency uh, can put together. Um, and of course they could get an yeah. actor and, and all that sort of thing, but let's talk about uh, something that maybe is uh, national or regional that that's certainly scalable that an agency can do where, okay, they go buy uh, these radio spots or they go buy, say, on prime time, they buy radio ads or they buy the like late night, right? I mean, that, yep. that was kind of interesting too. Um, you know, and I, and I, you know, it's again about um, getting it as targeted as you can. I personally really like print, okay? I really like print because uh, that magazine that you're gonna advertise in, you have a pretty good idea uh, and usually they have an online component, but you have a pretty good idea of uh, who reads that magazine, right? Um, yep. I mean, if you think of, I mean, I don't know, some pet magazine or some lifestyle magazine or entrepreneur magazine or Forbes or whatever it is, right? Like you you have an idea of some kind of sports, right? Um, or politics or whatever, but you have a really good idea of people that are generally attracted to that. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, and so I, I, I do like print from that way. And then again, drive them from print to online. Right. Yep. But, but again, you're talking about that, um, you know, customer journey, digital is always going to, uh, play into it or, um, you're, you're just missing out because you're generating a lot of demand and then you're not, uh, capturing that demand. So. Yeah, it, 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 so we'll we'll get to a, an example that's kind of not my company. It doesn't need to be always about my company. Um, so in that case, it's like, hey, you can win, go win this one year supply, and the, and the goal get them to the website one, so you can retract retarget them, and then two, get them to give them give your email. So these should be the goals as you're going out there for traditional marketing, right? So no matter, let's say you sell widgets, let's say you sell phones. Um, I'm aware of one of these giveaways where the guy, he sells truck parts and he gives away a $100,000 truck every quarter. But, well, he's, 
he's able to know because he's driving them to the website. They're interacting with him. He knows they're going to convert. He's actually got a two to one ROI, right? So he spends that hundred grand. He makes 200 grand from that process. So what is it that's going to be so appealing to your traditional marketing customer that will one, get them to absolutely go to the website and then two, we'll get them to enter their email. Like step one, if you can get them to the website, at least you can do retargeting. And again, this is how do you maximize the results of your traditional marketing? Well, you know, so I can tell you a, a perfect example of that is I think HGTV, I think I said that right. Yep. HG or HGTV, I don't know. I don't, uh, but, but they give away. Garden. Yeah, like they, yeah. well, I don't know what it's called, but they give away a house every year. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Give away like a dream house every year. And I think you can enter in like one time a day for 30 days, or I, I don't really remember what it is. Like it gets me. <laughs> you know, <what> <laughs> like win a house, right? And so um, they're driving you to their website, you're giving them their contact information, and then they can start advertising you all these different ways. You know, I've, I've seen something somewhere with like RVs online and people that do things of like, Hey, you need to share this to five people and this and that. And again, that's a little bit different, but I think that the HGTV is a perfect example of, well, one, you got to have something that people want, or you want to have something of value. Giveaways are great. Um, Now, you know, would I like, am I a huge fixer upper of the house or that sort of thing? I mean, mean, again, you're going to get, it's not going to be as targeted, right? Um, but, but I think that that's a, a, a really great example of uh, omni-channel marketing. And, and you know, you want to bounce them back and forth, right? You want them to see your information um, multiple different ways. I think that where this came from, right? And, and, and I think that uh, you're, the guy that did the sales pitch to us, I think, shared this with us, or maybe it was on a different call zone. But where that came from of like, the number of times someone has to see before you buy was from uh, movie theaters uh, figured out that someone had to see a movie poster or billboard seven times to then go into the theater and watch the movie. And then that's been extrapolated out into all these other things of, you know, uh, multiple views uh, to, to create that brand lift. And the more channels that you can see it on in your head, the more, uh, robust and established that company is. And so how do you leverage all these? And what other quick note is something you said, I think is invaluable that not as many companies are doing is leveraging email marketing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, why, uh, but a lot of people generate a lot of email lifts and they capture the emails, but then they fail to do something with those emails and stay in touch with those customers and nurture them. Now, I think maybe social media has a little bit uh, taken some of that place, but but again, I think that traditional media and you know all the different aspects of digital and all their all of them are like little different specialties, right? And it's like all these different tools in the toolkit. And how how do you use or maximize all of them um, to effectively uh, bring someone through that customer journey, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's kind of radio TV. Again, just think, 
what is the thing that can be so compelling that even the people that are on the fringe, so if you're, you know, into uh, remodeling home you know, and you're selling some sort of great painting equipment or lawn service equipment, it's so appealing that even Matt <laughs> will go to the website and give his email so that you can market to him because there might be some other thing that he's interested in that you could get in front of him uh, and he would buy. So think about that thing that's so appealing and use your traditional marketing dollars to drive that. So, right, so that's broadcast, radio and TV. And, you know, it's better to use personalities if you can, but even if you're just running traditional 30-second, 60-second ads, uh, drive them somewhere. The next thing, let's talk a little bit, and you, you, you skipped well, the I, Okay, I would, I would just add to that, depending on your product or service, okay, and it doesn't work for everybody, I love paid programming spots, right? Yeah. Where, where long-form content, um, late night, uh, depending on what you're selling, like if it makes sense for your business, where you can, like there's a lot of things that you have to, you have to tell the story and people have to go on that journey with you. And, and it's just not going to work for 30 minutes uh, or sorry, 30 seconds or, or 60 seconds. And, and in that case, you know, it's good to maybe drive them to a landing page like you talked about, maybe a long form sales letter or a video sales letter to maybe tell that story uh, differently. And again, again, it depends. Are you selling a product? Are you selling a service? What industry you're in? But if that makes sense, that would be the format, right? Yeah. Again, is um, I, I love uh, long form content. I think, yeah. it, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of data surrounding that. So, yeah. So there's that's my last thought. Yeah. And you've got it with the long form content, you have the ability to express, you know, the benefits and uh, address the concerns that your typical consumer has and 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 overcome those those objections that they may have. So absolutely. Let's talk a little billboards, a little different. Right. So I kind of jokingly said it's prints, but on big size. Um and you kind of said, hey, I really only want to pay for the people who see my billboard and who are in market for a lawnmower. How do we make that arrangement? Um, and, and so you've got this billboard. It's sitting up. And I'm going to talk a little bit about we had a, a client who was a uh, an engineering oil field engineering company. And they wanted to target an oil service company, Schlumberger. A lot of people have heard of Schlumberger. Certainly, if you're in Houston, you you know of Schlumberger. They're an oil service company. They provide services uh, to get oil, to help get oil out of the ground. And Schlumberger, one of their locations is right off of a big freeway. And they said, we considered purchasing a billboard. And we're like, why would you purchase a billboard? We can just geofence the parking lot of Schlumberger and anybody who sits in there, we can get about 50% of them uh, and show them ads and show them repeated ads. And we can even get really creative and say, hey, Schlumberger uh, employee number 356, um, you need help with your engineering and we're here to help. Here's, you know, and then the next one is, here's why we love you or whatever. You can get really creative with these types of ad campaigns. Now, let's think about they decided to put a billboard up, right? So there's tradition. You want to add something? Oh, well, just, you know, you're talking about like IP targeting, right? And yeah. so, so, you know, geofencing, there's a lot of different ways you can utilize it. Even uh, certain locations, if you want to geofence, you know, locations where your customers shop, competitor locations. Like, I mean, there's a lot of options here on just kind of how uh, aggressive uh, you want to go. But, um, you know, uh, you can even go back six months. Right. You can go yeah. six months back on the location and a little bit different because you're showing based on impression um, versus based on conversion of how 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 it it's charged or built. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's let's just imagine in that case, they they decided to go ahead and go with the billboard. And let's say that the parking lot wasn't that big and, and we just wanted to figure out a way to maximize the results of that traditional billboard marketing. One of the things that you can do is actually geofence the surrounding area around the billboard and identify and and follow people who have probably seen the billboard. Right. So that it brings it top of mind. So you think about in Houston, you think about sitting in traffic. If your billboard's in the right spot, they're looking at your they have the potential to look at your billboard for two minutes or so. Uh, now you actually geofence that kind of where that freeway runs and you actually follow them around. Oh, you triggered something for me. Sorry. Yeah. So, so, well, one, you know, if I'm going to do billboards, I like the digital aspect. Yeah. <laughs> the but those are not everywhere, right? Because you can change the message based on um, what kind of responses you're getting. But something, again, on TV, radio, and I don't know why it triggered this in my head when you're talking billboard, but but I'm thinking about like, okay, you use content, right? Or you're, um, you know, you have a clip on a show or you have a commercial or you have, a, um, you know, news PR that someone ha has run about you, taking that news clip, right? And then running it on Facebook, making sure everybody has seen on uh, whatever news station or radio station or whatever that, hey, um, make sure they heard that message too. And then taking that credibility component of maybe, you know, whatever uh, personality it is, and then showing that to your target audience through digital, I, I think is a fantastic way to go as well. And I think even with the billboard, um, if you're like, hey, our grand opening, whatever, um, check out, you know, our uh, ad in XYZ, you know, like, you know, medium or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So cross promote, like, so, yeah. you know, it's kind of like as seen on TV has a yeah. lot of, of value, right? Um, so, so you've got this billboard, you got the geofencing and what you can do, cause a billboard is, you, you don't have room text, like, so there's not much you, that you can do. Um, maybe you can send a link, but again, with the geofencing, you can get more aggressive to get them to your site, right? Geofencing has a somewhere between a 50 and a 30% accuracy, right? So 30% of the people or 50% of the people who go through that particular space, you can actually show ads to. Um, but once you got ads in front of them, then you can get them to your website, get those ads. So like maybe even show a picture of the billboard from where they see it. I'm like, that's what I saw this morning, right? That's gonna resonate with people really strongly and then say, uh, we're giving something away or get, again, go back to that compelling thing that can get them to go to your website and, and enter their, enter your email, their well, email. Even like in venue replay where basically, um, they see it on their phone and then they get on their home network and it acts <laughs> somewhat like a virus. And so now it starts showing on their computer. Um, you know, if they're streaming TV, that can be incorporated into it. And so, I mean, it's all about getting someone to raise their hand, however yeah. they raise their hand. And then, you know, uh, sharing your message with them uh, to move them, you know, through through your process, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's Billboard. And then really print has a lot of the parallels with, uh, with what we've just been talking about. And Matt's already covered it. Like, again, get them get them to take that first action. Um, and, and you may not want them, again, you may not want them to raise their hand. Yes, I want to buy a lawnmower. 
it may be just yes i have a I, house I do, I do like the garden i like to, yeah you know uh whatever right yeah so when a, a give a away a house, right Yep. Give away a free landscaping, you know, yeah. uh, quote or, or 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 design or even the full installation if you're doing that quarterly. Um, and again, you want to make that that so so it really boils the marketing boils down to a couple things, right? Three things. It's the target, it's the offer, and it's the copy. Are you showing the offer in 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 the form of the copy? to the right audience. And the target is like 90% of the game. If you show the most amazing offer to the wrong people, you're gonna get a horrible uh, uh, conversion rate, right? But if you're showing the right offer to the right people, you almost, the offer is less important because they're already in market. If it, you know, depending on how close you can get, if you can get like a room full of people who are about to buy a riding lawnmower, right? Then how strong does your offer and copy have to be? It kind of has to be, I have a riding lawnmower. It's really good. Look at these testimonials. You should buy it, right? Well, but also comparison, right? So at that point, depending on what they're looking at, you know, like, and even when like people are searching, um, again, going back to digital, uh, like they're, they're now comparing this brand versus this brand or this product versus this product, right? And so again, where you're hitting them, your messaging should change. And you know, the one thing that I want to not forget to say, uh, so I'll say it now is, you know, it's still marketing. You know, right? Quality marketing still works. It's you know, people are still people. You got to understand what that target persona is. You got to understand what you're trying to do. And then all these different mediums are again those different tools in the tool belt. And so you got to figure out how to maximize them. Now, you know, when you're looking at your, your, your digital or sorry, not your digital budget, but your entire uh, ad budget of like working dollars, um, it's really important to uh, understand what digital offers in addition to what traditional offers or, you know, what I've seen a lot when we've worked with kind of publicly traded or enterprise level clients is they maybe just are unaware of the things that digital offers, or they understand what they're trying to do, but they're not sure exactly how to tool up the mechanisms to make that happen. And so they got like half of the strategy. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. 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 Oh, ab absolutely. All right. So that's really uh, kind of in a nutshell uh the specific and even in some cases pretty specific ideas about how to maximize your traditional enterprise level uh marketing for results like uh maximize your omni-channel traditional marketing results and uh, unless you've got anything else to add matt i think i think we gave people a lot to think about absolutely and you know i think we should probably do some master classes or even some case studies on some of this stuff down the road i think um you know we didn't even really look at in this podcast uh analytics and how uh decision making should be made based on the information you're getting um also how to track things properly right i mean again uh if you know what's happening you can make better decisions right yeah. and so operating with that visibility is what I like most because I, I don't like guessing, right? Like I like, like I have good assumptions. I have good experience based on this or that, 
but but also a lot of people and and we have, as marketers have to take ourselves out of the picture and say what what is it true like i don't click on ads right for example like i don't click on ads but other people click on all ads and then there's some people that click on both ads and organic right and right. so you have to take yourself out of that wall and say hey i'm not marketing to myself i'm marketing to like this 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 subset of people and and what helps me understand what's going on in that prospect's mind is what the data is telling me and how they're interacting with the site and all the all the data components i can pull together then to make the best uh possible recommendation of how to move forward as opposed to you know like this like this worked or i like this or i think this it's more like this is what the data is telling us to do yeah. and it's more definitive right yeah. and then you can pivot uh, and and change messaging and A/B test based on that, and I think that that's um, you know now if you have something that works right, like it's kind of like maybe uh, traditional markings like a big ship, right? Like a big cargo ship or battleship or something like that that takes a while to turn to shift or whatever, but is kind of maybe that that core component, right? And then digital marketing's all these strategies around it for how maybe most people think about it. Now, how I think about it <laughs> is I look at it from a different perspective and, and I look at SEO, right? Um, enterprise SEO is that foundation, right? Because uh, people need to find you, you need to, uh, you know, 85, what is it? Some like 85% of people before they pick up the phone and call or buy have already made their decision by what they find online doing yeah. their own research, right? And so, um, you know, we, we actually have a methodology uh, with our clients that we talk about, uh, like the autonomy of the marketing world and kind of looking at that earth and, you know, what are those different layers and components? And really the, the final layer is that traditional piece after you build all those uh, different foundations and um, kind of uh, marketing networks to catch that rain effectively. And then when you're looking for additional channels, after you've exhausted um, uh, the most targeted channels, you have to be broader, but then you have this big rain catcher uh, to drive more demand and to, to grab other areas of interest that you might normally have. But I think for a lot of people, maybe, you know, if traditional is that core strategy, it's how, how do you build all that infrastructure around it to when you do generate that demand to catch all that rain. So, yep. No, I, that's that's a, a good way to kind of summarize all of this. Again, maximizing the results of your traditional marketing. So um, we're, as you guys know, uh, we're working with a lot more enterprise level clients. Uh, and those clients are uh, a lot of them running a lot of traditional marketing. And one of our roles is one to bring the the weight and um really the, the 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 traceability of digital into their kind of marketing mindset but also this mindset isn't going to change overnight how do we maximize what's happening right now and and i want to just hyphenate too um we do work with a lot of multi-location local clients um and we built a methodology from uh people b2c right if there's a lot of search volume um and you're and you're marketing directly to that consumer, um, our strategies work and we've started to kind of, um, you know, the core strategies are kind of productized and then we customize 
uh, each strategy for them. And and really what, what has happened is, um, you know, we haven't, I think, lost any clients since after the kind of COVID, uh, you know, day, right? And, um, and, and we've just been getting referrals and we've been growing uh, to the point that we're, we're now leveraging those strategies on a regional and national basis. And they're working uh, tremendously effective. And um, we can still take care of a lot of uh, SMB clients uh, because, again, we've really perfected out that methodology uh, and, it, and, it, and it works extremely well. So, yeah, yeah. very cool. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up. By the way, this has been podcast number 510, uh, Maximize Your Omnichannel Traditional Marketing Results. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, one, let us know, right? Because we have no way. We kind of changed it up on you. Uh, let us know maybe through a review. You can go to, uh, where do they go for our review now? Did we change Digital.com forward slash review review go there uh and uh, and leave us a review hopefully you'll make that review five stars <laughs> all right you guys have made us the most popular seo podcast and one of the most popular internet marketing podcasts in the known universe we really appreciate you uh, until the next podcast my name's chris burris my name's matt bertram bye bye for now awesome.